Hey York Alliance, welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Wednesday, January 10th. And uh, this is the next installment of a special York Alliance Daily called Deeper and Wider. This is uh, our ongoing conversation as we come out of each Sunday morning uh, and each of the teachings on Sunday morning as we just continue to think through what is it that God's talking to us about and what's still kind of bouncing around in our heads. And so that's not going to be just me. Um, but today I have, once again, Pastor Asa with us. Hello, hello. And Pastor Jonas with us. That's me. Yeah, so this could be really interesting because <laughs> you never know when you start talking about the Trinity and you bring Jonas into the conversation what's going to happen. There's but, three. But there's three and one. There's three and one. Thank That's you. Um, I, I would just like to take a quick note to say that Jonas is... Not wearing a skirt, I mean kilt, while hey, we're having hey, this hey. conversation. I'm not wearing so, a quilt either. Or a quilt either. Yeah, I know, that was, that was know, fabulous. I got so many, I, not so many, I got a handful of folks after you said that who were texting me immediately saying, it's okay, man, do it again. Like, I do it again. That. I respect yeah. that. Yeah, well, so, guess what? There I were think... there, a lot of the people who didn't want you to, they just didn't text you. Oh, okay. So it's, Why it's did okay. your church yeah. split? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of the kilt. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Because of the kilt. <laughs> So yeah, so we jumped into this new series this week, The Dance of God, and started talking about the Trinity. This was uh, kind of the groundwork week, so there was a lot of uh, nuts and bolts that needed to be talked through, and um, I, I guess that's one of the ways I want to start this out each week uh, with whoever is the one who's preaching, is to kind of think through what 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 are we thinking now, having come away from it a couple days, and uh, this time it's my turn, last week I asked Pastor Asa that, but, um, I, you know, one of the things that strikes me every time I talk about the Trinity is the, the image and the understanding of the Trinity is always so much more beautiful in my head than comes out of my mouth. Well, it's, it's like, every time. like, yeah, it's just <laughs> like, man, you're like, you, you get done and you're like, oh, but there's so much glory there that just yeah. won't quite it's come out. And so, yeah, it really, yeah. <laughs> it it, it frustrating or like glorious. That, that's yeah. Just, like paradoxically, like, that's actually really, really good. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. It's, it's like part of the whole like mystery as mystery thing, yeah. but um, so yeah, I, I came away from it just saying like, I, I was glad to get to the place where I started to apply and that's going to be where we'll be these next couple of weeks is really applying these truths, which I, I think will be a, a better thing for us as a whole. But man, you're thinking through the beauty of the complexity of the Godhead, just like in my head was this beautiful image that I just felt like, man, I just can't get it out. You know, it just won't come into words. So, uh, so what about you guys? As you, as you listened and processed, I know we talked about uh, this whole concept a bit last week as we were doing some sermon prep, um, but where, where have you landed? What are some of the things that you come away with uh, from Sunday, things that maybe you're uh, continuing to think about or kind of rabbit trails that you went down or ways that you've gone uh, deeper and wider into this whole Deep thing? Deep and wider. Deep and wider, yeah. Well, last night at our Monday night Bible study, um, at our college study, a couple things came up about it. And the one was kind of what you're trying to express, I think, is that idea that you just couldn't get it out there. You could, you, like you have this thought of yeah. that, but you can't put it in words because we can't put it in words. And yeah. so the whole idea that you introduced about mystery mm-hmm. and, um, and one of the guys said, you know, I think that was so helpful to me because I'm constantly trying to put everything in its place and, figure it out. and have yeah. it understood and, and, and you... You know, he said, I never thought it was okay to just be okay with mystery. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was really neat. It was good to hear. So uh, I, cool. I think when it comes to the Trinity, I think there's um, there's no other way to look at it. Yeah, right, right. Well, it's interesting. I've done a lot of work on uh, through with the early church fathers because 
that was where so much of the writings on the Trinity happened. And that's, of course, you know, a, a millennia before the Enlightenment, and so there's just a, a different way of looking at the world. But my goodness, they were so comfortable with mystery. Like, it was just like, a, it was assumed that there were going to be pieces they just couldn't get a hold of. So they were trying to get as far into the mystery as they could, but without trying to solve the mystery, you know? And so, yeah, it's so different than the way we look at it because we want to figure it out, you know? So. Yeah, at the end of, the end of any... I had a professor in college who said it, it was a, I think it was systematic theology. One of those, it could be an ivory tower, Yeah. but I was so, I guess that was a major part of my own formation is that both of those classes, systematic theology, one and two, ended up being worship classes. Oh, wow. They, they were yeah, so cool. rich. And mm-hmm. I mean, the teacher just said, look, you're, you're either going to leave disbelieving all of this or on your face. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you really ought not be somewhere in the middle. Yes, right. Uh, and that, that has left a mark on me for, for years now. So yeah, that, that mystery piece of it is, um, is, I think, just incredibly healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else for you, Asa, that uh, came out as you were kind of thinking and processing more deeply as uh, you came out of the uh, morning on Sunday? Yeah. yeah there was, you, um, in that second point, the, I have in my notes here, love embodied. Yeah. Um, that forgiveness is not necessarily the main point, it's more of the means. And like coming from like my particular background, that the justification has been, or just that, the, yeah. whatever, like the gospel centrality, like my favorite mm-hmm. verse, we love because God first loved us. Yeah. And seeing that flesh out through things like the, the atonement, like the blood sacrifice of Jesus, yeah. and how much love that was, and greater love is not a man that he who gives his own life for his friends. Um, and, and seeing how much just something like forgiveness or well, I shouldn't say just just yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah. Uh, forgiveness and being uh, justified in Christ being in Christ uh, all these these things that were the means of me coming into faith but have also proven to be massive elements bedrocks in my yeah. sanctification and then to to know that that's just the appetizer like that that's just <laughs> like that's just entering the dance mm-hmm. and then. Just, just allow myself to get blown. I was walking home. I had to drop, drop the car off. And yeah. I, and I, we have one car, so I walked home. And it was night, and last night, and I was just thinking about the the bigness of it all. If that's big, and we get the idea of scale, yeah. Then, oh my goodness! Yeah. I had one of those those like um those heart with a, a jaw dropped. Yeah, moments. right. I'm not sure how to say that eloquently, but it was just um how how much of this dance I have yet to learn. And that's such a good thing. Yeah, right, right. So just no. give me a little bit of excitement, a lot of excitement. Yeah. And like skipping down whatever that was, Albemarle <laughs> Avenue at 10.30 p.m. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I, I love, I think, that that idea of invitation into the Godhead as the end, as the primary goal. Like I, I said on Sunday, like, when you start to think that way, it's amazing. Like the text that I've always seen is primarily justification texts. Yeah. They they are certainly, a, and I don't want to, in saying it now or then, don't want to downplay justification. Sure. Like it's really, really important, but it's really important as a means to an end. And that's what the scriptures really say. I mean, there's a, a like the, the whole point of justification from a Pauline perspective, as well as going all the way back to the Old Testament, is 
oneness with Christ. You know, yeah. there's a, an invitation into that, that yeah. oneness. You know, the early church fathers used the term theosis, mm-hmm. which um, we don't use because it means literally deification. Yeah. And that's like, it's very new agey like really quickly. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, no, so it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit rough for us to get our, our heads around. But they understood really clearly, I mean, so much of their writings was the distinction between creator and created. You know, like, yeah. they're, like no matter how far you press into the Godhead, you don't all of a sudden become the one who was the creator, you know, and that's where the whole Genesis 3 sin problem, one of the major issues there was you can be like God. Well, of course you can't be like God. Like, he created you. You're created. You can't can't possibly be like God. So so there was a a, a logical disconnect there as well. But that whole idea of theosis, that, um, that there's this invitation into the deity that is happening in the kind of the the relational quality of the Godhead. Like, man, what a... What? What? Yeah, what? 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 Why are we talking about that? How how can we talk about this? I feel like at some point this recording is somehow going to like Mission Impossible like blow up into... Yeah, right. (laughs) It's it's so true. I remember um, when I was doing my master's, we had to read this book by... uh, Alexander or something, Christianophilopoulos or something. It's, <laughs> it's some <laughs> giant long Greek name that starts with Christ. Yeah, I okay. Yeah. But, uh, I but anyway, believe, I don't it's called, a word of what it's called right Partakers of the Divine Nature. Okay, I believe uh, that. And it was part. all about yeah. theosis and union. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And about halfway through the book, I called my professor and I said, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. And he said, What do you mean? I said, Well, is this saying that I become God? And he said, No, 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 no. And he walked me back through that because. There's so much more to it in that mystery of how, what, when Christ says that you would be one, that I and the Father are one, and that we, and that union, there's something that he's calling us into, into that whole Trinity, into that community of the Trinity. Yeah. And there's something deeper than our Western minds can think. And that's right. When we were talking about a minute ago, I... I think we often forget Christianity is an Eastern religion. You yeah, know? Right. Oh, yeah. They were way more comfortable with mystery than we. Oh yeah, are. Oh, yeah. We want to. We want to figure <laughs> yeah. it out. We want the steps. We want to know how do yeah. I, how do I explain this? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's wild, but yeah, it's um, it's it's incredible. Yeah. yeah, and that's the big challenge with talking about the Trinity is like uh, as good preachers, we're always trying to figure out illustrations that will help people get to what the idea that we're at. You know, there's just there's no illustration, you know. There's nothing, nothing that works. Well, there are lots, but yeah, well, yeah they're all they're all heresy. Everyone, they're all heresy. This will fall short. I think I yeah. love how you said it. Like ninety seconds into it, yeah, Her- heresy comes out. Yeah, absolutely, heresy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, we're in a church full of engineers. So Ooh. I had an engineer come up to me afterwards and explain <laughs> that in thermodynamics, there's such a thing as a triple point, and triple point is the okay. point at which all liquids depending on the pressure. And so obviously we understand things to fall within a certain barometric pressure, but you can, uh, in a closed environment, you can create different pressures. And there is a temperature and pressure at which all liquids take on the solid, liquid, and gaseous state in equilibrium at the same time. What? Yeah, I don't even understand what that means. And he said, <laughs> I can bring you my thermodynamics book and you can, uh, you can, can understand it. And I said, I, I said, I. If you brought me your book, I still would understand it as little as I do right now. I, yeah, I, whatever. I need someone to videotape that. So maybe that's, I, maybe that's a good illustration, but you have to have an illustration for the illustration because I don't even understand right, what right, that right. means. So it doesn't. Still modalism. Yeah, I'm sure. Still modalism, Patrick. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 So, so as we were kind of talking through this on Sunday, and as you've thought through it since mm-hmm. then. 
what kind of application points have you guys started to take away or have you started to engage with people as you've had conversations? Because the, this, I, I love the two questions that Daryl Johnson asked. Like, what, what does this all mean is an important question, but what does it all matter yeah. is a maybe more important question. Yeah. If we're just sitting around having theory conversations, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's, that's good and important because we're talking about God and that's a subject worthy of our study. But practically, how does this apply? What are some of the application things that you've started to process? Again, last night, I think one of the, one of the conversations that came up was the whole idea of the three-in-one mm-hmm. and um, father, son, and spirit. And this one young guy was talking about, he doesn't have a great relationship with his dad. Yeah. And he was talking about how father's always been hard, but when he's seeing that they're one, yeah. he's trying to get the whole idea of, Jesus and I remember for myself it was the same way. I was always cool with Jesus. Yeah, right. But, but the father and I, mm-hmm. I just thought of him as some harsh disciplinarian yeah. until I finally realized that, you know, Jesus was the image of the invisible God. Like he he showed me in Jesus I see the Father. Right. You know, right. and 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 so um, it 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 really was neat the conversation around that and just watching some of the lights go on in his mind about. You know, and then everyone, of course, was talking about the spirit. Now, how does, how did, and I said, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll get there. I do want to, I want to. Kind of like the wind. You know? Yeah. I want to circle back to Augustine's definition of that, too, because I think that's a really interesting mm. concept. But we'll, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What about you, So, what in terms of uh, application and kind of tangible, practical takeaway? Yeah. I think that any time I have those, those conversations that are, that could otherwise be ivory tower, it's it's a good checkpoint. So yeah. when we have the theoretical conversations, yep, uh, it's it's this how we're talking about it right now has increasingly become a like a checkpoint in the conversation. Like, why are we talking about this? Like, yeah. let's take a moment. Like, just right now, even just take this as a time to worship mm-hmm. God. As, as yeah, as. and sort of piggybacking off of that is. I find mystery in the mystery of all this to be incredibly helpful in breaking down, well, either utterly reinforcing or breaking down the clergy lady divide. Oh, that yeah, oftentimes sure. Sometimes can just be there, like, well, you're the pastor, you should know all this. But, like, yeah. no, like, we're equally dumbfounded. Yeah, right. I'm right. not, like, I, it's not like, where you go to Gnosticism, that's the only other option. Yeah, <laughs> right, know? right, right. I have a special knowledge. I, yes, I um, have it figured out. Yeah, I have it all figured yeah. out. But, but when you have that humbling factor, yeah. You know, doing like the quote unquote full time part of ministry yeah. is that yeah. you know, you're like, oh, this is this is very humbling. And when mm-hmm. someone else, is, so who would consider themselves, you know, maybe by default less than, you know, mm-hmm. there's this cultural thing that's just right. part of our context. They can say, no, like, I, this is actually I can get lost in something bigger than myself, and right, and it's it's a beautiful thing. No, that's right. So that's that's, right. that's, that's been a, a way that this mystery is. Really just applied, applied yeah. out. Yeah. Maybe in a more meta sense, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. no, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think for me, that whole idea of um, the Trinitarian relationship is God loving God, effectively. Yeah. You know, the, mm. the Father glorifying the Son, the Son glorifying the Father, the Spirit glorifying the Father and the Son, and this whole, um, the, this, this kind of Love triangle sounds weird, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you know yeah. that, that whole idea yeah, of yeah, yeah it's you like have to this, see the illustration. You know? yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but that that whole idea of the love of God overflowing for one another, and how when we're invited into that, that worship is the outflow. Like yeah. that's the that that of course is the natural outflow, yeah. and then when you start to recognize that invitation in is not for 
Sunday morning from 10.30 to 12. Yeah. Uh, that's not on, you know, for the first hour of the day before I get to the rest of the day yeah. or whatever. But that, that invitation in is really for all of life. And, uh, like, of course you're being invited into the relationship. The relationship of the Trinity, if we're invited in, we're invited in always. Like, we're, like, yeah. uh, like it's wild to think we're invited in. But if we're invited in, we're invited in. Mm. And so then that means that the way I live during, like, the normal Monday through Friday kind of life, you know, the normal things that I'm doing, they they have to be worship. Yeah. They're, they're worshiping something, mm. yeah. you know. Well, that, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that whole idea of, like, the, the if the overflow of the Trinity is worship, uh, then when I'm entering into that, there needs to be this constant flow of worship mm. for me. So. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, good. Well, um, we, I would love to uh, jump into that idea of the spirit. Um, as as you were saying, Jonas, it's a there's a there's a complexity to the spirit. In fact, I was talking to somebody who said, um, I feel very comfortable. We we're having a conversation in our community group. Like, who who do you pray to? Or when you pray, are you praying to the Father? Are you praying to the Son? And I, I said, you know, I, when I when I'm intentional about it. I would pray to each of the persons of the Trinity. I mm-hmm. think that's a, a very appropriate thing to do. Um, and somebody said, like, I, I feel like this. I, it's easy for me to pray to the Father, and it's easy for me to pray to Jesus, but the Holy Spirit feels like this, like, like <laughs> he needs a name or something. And actually, one person in our conversation said, oh, I named him. So I just, I, oh. <laughs> I was oh. like, I was like, oh, that's awesome. like, like, how does that work? And she actually said, she said, well, I asked him, what, what do you want to be called? And he told me what he wanted his name to be. So I just call him by that name. I was like, oh, well, that's, that's fascinating. <laughs> that's so funny. It's, yeah, that's, it really, works. Yeah. It, I mean, that's, talk about like, I mean, when you, but very when you practical, about right? that, like that would not, if he's inviting us into an eternally Trinitarian dance, like, yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, it totally does. I mean, the, totally the intimacy does. of that yes. is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. But uh, we were talking on Sunday, and I, I I didn't explain it because I can't, but we're going to try to attempt to do it right here. Okay. Um, uh, Augustine's idea that the Father and the Son are in eternal relationship with one another, and the Spirit is the bond of love between the Father and the Son that's personified. Okay, Go. What what about that? Like how does how does that even work? Can you get your head around that? Because I I'm I've been wrestling with it for a couple weeks and I'm sorry, Ace's brain has left the building. Please take, <laughs> please take a number. Please take a number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole expression oh. of the the love between the father and the son is mm-hmm. so palpable and tangible that it is actually a person. That uh, that the person of the Godhead mm-hmm. is the bond of love. Like um, and, you know, Lewis's idea that there's a, a spirit that happens, you know, we had staff Sabbath this morning, and when we are all gathered together as a staff, there's a spirit mm-hmm. of the staff, you know, there's a, a spirit that's there, that's not just the presence of the Holy Spirit, but just a sense of, like, com- camaraderie and connection and oh, team yeah. and um, love for one another and all of that. And Absolutely. so so there's that that piece, and Lewis basically just said that that, that idea, that same idea, is just taken to a greater level in the Godhead because different than us, the spirit of a group of people is not a person, mm-hmm. but God is different than us. And the spirit of the group of the Father and the Son, the, the spirit of the two of their relationship is a person. It's yeah. so strong. Mm. So, I, I don't know. I mean, 
Well, I mean, there's a, obviously we're talking about Lewis's idea, yeah. but it makes well Augustine's sense. idea first. Okay, but yeah, yeah, so, sure. But it makes a lot of sense in in if you think about like even saying this morning the spirit of the staff, the spirit yeah. of our meeting. When we invite someone new into that, mm-hmm. they're embraced by that spirit, and it oh, begins to change them. Hmm. And the Holy Spirit, being the spirit of the Godhead, you know what I mean transforms us when we enter into when we become you know in step with the spirit that spirit his spirit that's that's theosis right yeah no. well, yeah yeah right 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 it's yeah, i don't know it's just kind of a wild idea i'm just thinking it's like if we hang out with the trinity mm-hmm. the spirit mm-hmm. of the trinity yeah would begin to change us yeah into one of yeah. not be god but but be part of. Well, I hadn't thought of it in terms of when someone else comes into a group that already has a spirit among them, they get invited into that group and ultimately have that same spirit. And that really is the role of the Holy Spirit in believers. You know, that was what right. Jesus said yeah. would happen is that the spirit would be our invitation in, you know, that, uh, that he would, he would be with us. And in the same way that, um, I, Jesus said, father, I'm in you and you're in me. And, uh, and, they will be one. We're going to get there in a couple of weeks in John 17 as we are one. Mm. The spirit is the bond that does that. So, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's part of it. I don't know. And yeah. what's wild yet is that we can talk to that spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't... It's, it's, what? What? We can't... Like, Ace's brain still has to address, address the spirit of the staff. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah but, but with the Godhead... Yeah. You know, there, it's almost tangible. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personal, anyway. Mm-hmm. So. It took me a second to, and it's still I have to I have to go through a progression of thought before I can get on board. Yeah, Cause, right. Because immediately right. I, my time bound all of our time bound yep. minds mm-hmm. make it seem like that that analogy is somehow creating the spirit as if there was a time when he didn't exist. Oh, right, right, right. So and I know it's not true because they they're eternally in relationship they, together. Always, yeah, yeah right, so I, right. I think that. It, is if you can get your head around eternity, then you can answer this question. Well, perfect. Yeah, I'm sure so, that's no big deal. Like, easy, you know? Yeah, as long as you don't think about what's before eternity, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait a like, second. Whoa, hold as long on. as we step outside of the space-time continuum. Right. Yeah, right. There we go. Yeah, now we're good. Now yeah. we're good. I, but, yeah. This idea of eternity and locked into time and the way we think of it, though, right. Right. isn't, isn't but, God. It, no. Yeah, because the Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son, right? So right. we would claim that to be true. Well, that also could say the same thing, that... There's a there's a there's a beginning point. There would have to have been for, with a procession, except there's not because he's not. eternally proceeding from eternally yeah. like yes yeah. yeah. Again, that's that whole idea of eternally begotten too. Like it's just like like what? what are you like how does that work? Like, how does that work? Yeah, that, that relating to but yeah. So um, we finished week one of the dance of God as we start to look into these last two weeks. What are some of the questions that are still kind of percolating and some of the ideas that are bouncing around, some of the things that you're excited to start to talk about or dig into a little bit more? For me, it's, it's the bridge. It's the bridge between the dance of the Trinity and us. us how, yeah. do we, how do we join this? Sort of like, I get, obviously I know how. I could, yeah. could you lead someone to faith? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sure, uh, so sure. It, but letting your mind wander into that and... What does that, what's, what are the fibers of that bridge? Mm-hmm. And what does that actually look like? I mean, part of it also is because I'm kind of preaching on it next week, too. Yeah, well, so, there's, there's that, so, right? Yeah, so there's, there's, stuff there's, there's that, that piece yeah. of it. But, um, but that, 
that translation just seems to be such a cosmic jump to go from yeah we're invited to we can actually set foot in it yes uh, yes yeah it just it just uh, it's hard it's, uh, the, I keep thinking about that um, that movie uh, Feel the Dreams uh-huh. where they you know they, they cross the baseball the older baseball players will like cross the this line and become like their young former oh, okay. baseball uh-huh. selves and they, they cross this line and there's just there's this moment of hesitation like my I gonna cross this line. I gonna, uh-huh. gonna cross it, and and um, it just seems like there's that oh, way scaled up to infinity version <laughs> of, of your toes are on the line. What does that mean? And who, what does it look like? What's yeah? You know, when I read things in, in Revelation, like this name that is only known that yeah, that only God knows. Yeah, so right. like you know, what what is the fullness of what it means to step into it? And the fact that we get an hors d'oeuvre of that now, we get like a little yeah, just a little taste. Yeah. Before the, the the wedding feast of the lamb and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. good night. I, I'm not even sure what I'm saying. I'm like literally, yeah, right, I'm right, literally right. rambling about yeah. this because <laughs> because your brain has left the building. Well, left it's building. true. I mean, you you think. I mean, it's that whole like seated in the heavenly as well. I'm still walking here on earth. Yeah. Idea, and so if we can enter into the dance now, but there's so much more to come. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we've been invited in now. Right. That's right. This right. is come walk in step or dance in step with mm-hmm. me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think, I think that's pretty wild just to think that we can. And the thing that holds me back when you said hesitating at the line, I think it's always us. It's, yeah. it's us. Yeah. It's, are we going to dance? Yeah. Am yeah. I really going to go all in? Mm-hmm. Because that requires letting go of a lot more of me. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And yet realizing me for who I was supposed to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I think that's the, to, to me, the beauty of going back to the original, like the Genesis 1 and 2 idea of oneness mm-hmm. and to recognize like we're, by entering into the dance, we're actually entering into the fullness for which we were created. Yeah. You know, like this is actually the truest version of me. Right. You know, when I yeah. enter into the dance of the Trinity, I'm actually becoming who God has made me to be from eternity. Like, well, And it requires such a, a level of breaking away from everything we've married ourselves to. Yeah. That, that's not him. That's not him. It's not, not yeah. how he's made us to be. That It's almost like we're so familiar not being at home. Mm, yeah, mm. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I think for me, the idea of um, how the community of the Trinity impacts the community that we become, yeah. you know, that, that idea that we become co-lovers with God of one another, mm-hmm. then there's some way, uh, particularly as we start to move into 2024 and, you know, I heard there might be an election of some kind <laughs> in the fall, maybe some <laughs> stuff going on in the world around us. There's, you know, a couple wars on a couple fronts that seem to be yeah. happening and right. just like uh, all of the, the brokenness of the world that yeah. we're in and all of the division around different ideas and different ways of thinking and all of that stuff. And the, the, the unity of the Trinity and us somehow loving one another in the way that we have been loved by God, like that, there has to be a, a way that that impacts us as a community, you know? And so to dig in a little bit further to that as to what, what that means and how do we, how do we access that? You know, yeah. where, how do, how do we get there? Oh, so, yeah. It's yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, any, any other thoughts bouncing around in your head before we wrap up for this session of Deeper and Wider? I was just thinking about what you just said about that whole idea of that spirit, the, the community of, you know, the community of the Trinity. 
and how that's supposed to impact us and the way we, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, what is, what does the Bible say? What did Jesus say? They will know by your yeah, for yeah. one another. So how do we best represent mm-hmm. by reflecting, by learning the dance? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and dancing that way with one another. Cause it's sometimes even easier for me to think I can, like, I'm going to embrace that dance with God because of his unconditional love. Mm-hmm. But there's a little fear yeah. in that love with one another, complete unconditional love with one another, mm-hmm. even though we can grow into it. Yeah. But it, it's, yeah. And that's where Jesus said, that's how they'll know. Yeah. That's how the world yeah. will know that, that he is the Messiah, that we are his children, that, mm-hmm. you know, we're his disciples by our love for one another, by the way we dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Like you said in the podcast earlier, it's a, um, it's a series that could be way longer. Oh yeah, right. And oh my so goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to do all this in such a short bit, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, yeah right. Might, might as well cut where, it off because where would like, you stop? You, well, and you end up just saying the same stuff, yeah. and uh, you know, you're more than ninety seconds in, so that's that's heresy. It's heresy, right? Yes, that's yeah. the way it goes. Absolutely, yeah. that's the way it is. So yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, thanks guys for jumping into this conversation. As we go, I expect you will start to hear some additional voices. We added Pastor Jonas this week, but you're going to hear some other voices as we go as well. And so the conversation will continue to get richer as we uh, go deeper and wider into all those different things that we're talking about on Sunday morning. But for the next uh, couple weeks, we'll continue to meditate on the Trinity and some of what that means. So uh, may the grace and peace of Jesus be yours. I pray that as you listen, you would receive the spirit, the bond of love between the Father and the Son, whatever in the world that means, that you would receive the spirit and that uh, he would uh, not just indwell you, but transform you from the inside out, and that he would flow from you to a waiting and watching world. And I will look forward to being back with you one more time tomorrow for a normal daily podcast, and then uh, we'll be together on Sunday. So really looking forward to that as well. Grace and peace to you.